0: You, one of our regular students for self improvement Wednesday each week, you get to learn something new. That's our pledge. Your lesson this week: bringing home Martian moon rocks. Your teacher is Professor Fred Watson, Australia's astronomer at large. Fred, good afternoon. Good afternoon. There's Richard. A, 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 an Australian link with this tale.
1: Uh, there is. Um, that's exactly right because these moon rocks, which will eventually return from one of Mars's two moons, uh, they'll arrive in. South Australia, uh, hopefully at Woomera, which is, uh, the centre of activities there, uh, in 2029. So this is advance warning. Put it in your diaries, folks. That's when it's going to happen. <laughs> so this
0: is a deal done by our two governments?
1: Indeed. The, um, uh, the Japanese space agency, JAXA, and the uh, Australian space agency uh, that has uh, been sa- signed and sealed uh, actually at the end of last month. And it's not the first time, uh, Richard, that this has happened because there have been two other sample return missions, uh, both uh, with spacecraft called Hayabusa, which apparently is a Japanese word meaning peregrine in Falcon, which is rather nice. Uh, they The two of them, one and two, went to different asteroids, brought back samples in 2010 and 2020, I think, uh, respectively, and they also mm-hmm. came back to Australia.
0: Okay, there's a central question to this uh, journey, which
1: is, how did the two
0: uh,
1: moons of Mars form? And that's why this is all happening. So, you know, we know a lot about the Martian moons in terms of their overall composition. Very strange. Uh, they're they're Almost, you know, they feel as though they're hollow in terms of the uh, amount of density that there is there. So they're probably rubble piles, uh, both tiny, one's 16 kilometres across. The bigger one is uh, 22 kilometres across. Uh, It's actually potato shaped, so it depends which dimension you use. Uh, But their their density is very low, which suggests that they're almost like pumice. You know, they're made of something that's amalgamated together, uh, but is not very solid, like a lump of rock. Um, So how did they get there? Are they captured asteroids? Uh, And that's an idea that might not hold water, given that they're both in really close orbits. Or are they uh, they things that were formed at the same time as Mars? They are... Orbiting the surface, um, really very close to Mars. In fact, Phobos, the larger one, is so near the surface of Mars that it goes round uh, three times in one Martian day. So this object, almost unique in the solar system, it rises in the west and sets in the east. How's
0: our, this? Is we're going back to very ignorant questions here. How's our own moon formed? That's not a captured asteroid.
1: It's not. No. And the best theory we have of that, and and this really emerged after the Apollo astronauts back in uh, the 1960s and. 70s. 70s brought back samples of moon rock. Uh, The best theory we we have is that something in the very early history of the solar system uh, clouted the Earth. It's probably an object, maybe the size of Mars. hit the Earth and uh, you know, essentially excavated uh, from the Earth's mantle a huge plume of debris uh, which eventually coalesced to form the Moon, which was much closer to the Earth than than it mm-hmm. is now. So that
0: means Moon rock and Earth rock are pretty similar. That's
1: right. That was what the Apollo astronauts, uh, their, their samples told us, uh, that Moon rock and Earth rock are very similar. And we're so kind of confident about this theory of how the Moon originated that we give that impacting object a it's called thea mm. after the mother of the moon
0: but thea's no longer around no
1: thea's long
0: gone <laughs> but the result of thea is, is yeah, exactly. around and we, right. we see it in the yeah. evening sky
1: so is there a chance that the two Martian
0: moons were formed in the same
1: way maybe although they're so much smaller um, it may you know there may have been an impact of some sort Mars has clearly shown shows signs of having uh, large impacts on it uh, which is things that we sort of understand from the geography, if I can put it that way, of Mars. So they may have come that way. But um, one of the things that's interesting about Phobos is it's probably temporary because it's so close to the Martian surface it it is probably going to break up through the tidal effects of being so close to Mars. And so it may end up just as a ring of debris around Mars. And one of the theories is that maybe it started off that way mm-hmm. as well, a bit like the Moon did. So there are all the questions to be answered. How are we going to answer them? How will this project help? So uh, the, the best thing to do if you want to know where something came from is get a sample of it. And so this mission, which is being called MX, sorry, I beg your pardon, MMX, I think it's the Martian Moon Explorer, uh, will send Um, a spacecraft to orbit Mars, investigate the two moons close up with video and things of that sort but also to send a lander down to Phobos, the bigger of the two moons, scoop up some samples of its material and bring them back to Earth. You make it sound so simple <laughs>
0: but you've also described how this thing is, one of them at least, is whizzing around Mars, three. you said three times in one in Martian
1: th- day. That's, that's correct, which is about the same as an Earth day by coincidence and so uh, yes, you've got to do some quite neat uh, space navigation but you know, um, it, it is It's amazing how good uh, space mission controllers have become at doing that. Well, we
0: did it. Well, we. Humankind. Someone, <laughs> someone kind. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll take credit for it. <laughs> I think uh, you should, Richard. Did, did, <laughs> ha- ha- achieved that incredible success with the asteroid, not, not exactly. only the other day.
1: That's right, the DART mission, yes, uh, which, um, you know, you, basically that was a, a, a project to try and see whether we can move the orbit of an asteroid, and sure enough, you can mm-hmm. if you hit it with sufficient precision. I believe the impacting object that clouded the asteroid was only 16 metres away from its target, which is pretty good for something that was, I think, 5 million kilometres, uh, more, more mm-hmm. than that, 50 million kilometres away.
0: We don't normally do questions without notice on self Improvement <laughs> Wednesday, but I, I'm, I'm confident in you, Fred. Martin says, this is all great, but how did a large boulder from the Earth turn out to be so close to perfectly spherical?
1: Uh, uh, by that, you mean the, the moon. moon. The, our our uh, moon. Yeah, yeah, and that's just all... It's just physics. The sphericity comes from uh, a process where an object in space, if it's got a bit of flexibility, and at that time the Moon would have had, because it was very hot and mostly molten, it will uh, basically contract into a sphere. And actually, in the case of the Moon, the Moon is one of the most spherically perfect objects in the solar system. Uh, it's, it's a remarkably perfect sphere, apart from all the craters and things on top of it. But any, any object above about 500 kilometres in diameter will become spherical. Mm. Pure physics.
0: Yeah. Uh, now, <laughs> th- not only will they uh, this cr- uh, take the samples from one of the moon rocks and, and hopefully bring them back to, to South Australia, it'll also carry a, a suite of in- instruments.
1: That's right, including a rover, which I think has come from the German Space Agency. Uh, it will be... Uh, immense. <laughs> will...
0: Sorry, a rover that will land and travel around the That's surface? That's right, yeah.
1: I, I, it's a bit weird that you've, you've kind of got to hang on to Phobos um, because it has such a low escape velocity. Uh, you've only got to be travelling at 40 kilometres an hour to leave Phobos behind. Mm-hmm. You break mm-hmm. its gravity. You could do it on your bike uh, if you were, you know, pedalling hard enough. Compared with the five kilometres per second that you need to leave Mars itself, it's one of the reasons why it's much easier to land something on Mars like a, a mm-hmm. rover uh, on on Phobos. I beg your pardon. Than it than it is on Mars itself.
0: So the rover will take uh, pictures and all that.
1: Yep. I think we'll get some extraordinary images back from, uh, from Phobos. It's a world that's quite different from anything we've seen before, albeit so tiny. And, and it's got strange grooves in it, which some scientists think might be signs of it already starting to break up as it gets Mm-mm. within Mars's gravity. Yeah. And, uh, and then paint us a picture of what, what happens at the end. So it comes back
0: probably to Woorm- Woomera in South Australia. Then you get the, the rocks and the stones uh, and the scientists look at them and what they then try to tell whether they're similar to Martian Earth and Stone or asteroid Earth and Stone?
1: It's all about, you know, they they analyse them to death. It's every conceivable means of doing physical and chemical analysis. Um, We we have never had a sample back from Mars brought back by a spacecraft, but we do have samples of Mars rocks which have arrived on Earth as as Mm meteorites. So you can there will be the ability to compare those with samples that come back from Phobos. And it's all about their isotope ratios and things like Mm -hmm. that. So really subtle and nuanced measurements of of where these rocks originated. Of where they came
0: from, where they broke off from Mars or a captured asteroid or or what?
1: Exactly, that's right. And, you know, this mission, we we bid it uh, great good fortune. It will launch uh, next year. The only mission that's ever gone to Phobos or aimed to go to Phobos was the rather peculiarly named Phobos Grunt, and Grunt is Russian for ground or Earth. It was a Russian project that went into Earth orbit uh, some years ago, but actually 2011, but never made it to to, to Mars. Yeah. Uh, so second time lucky, perhaps.
0: As Holst knows, Mars yes. is named after the god of war and hence the military music of uh, Holst. planets in Indeed. the section about Mars. What are the planets, what are the moons named after?
1: Uh, they are exactly what you might expect uh, from sons or daughters of the god of war. They are called Phobos is fear, uh, as you know, phobia. Uh, Deimos is dread, so it's fear and dread are the two moons of Mars. And
0: what else would the god of war have close <laughs> by him? Fred, fantastic lesson. Thanks so much. Great pleasure. There you go. Self-improvement Wednesday fred watson on bringing home the martian moon rocks this joint uh, japanese and australian project fred is the australia's astronomer at large you can listen again to his lesson online abc.net.au slash sydney there you'll also find past episodes of the free self-improvement wednesday podcast another self-improvement wednesday coming up for you next week